You're listening to The Social Dentist with Dr. Desiree Yazdan, marketing, branding, and building an online community to help you grow your business as a healthcare professional. Featured on the Emmy Award-winning daytime talk show, The Doctors, and America's business magazine, Forbes, Dr. Yazdan gives you insight on how she's cracked the code to social media and how to use it as a way to make your business more profitable. And now, Dr. Yazdan. Hi, friends. Welcome to episode 37 of the Social Dentist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Yazdan, and today we're going to be talking about getting over your fear of video. But before I do that, I want to thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. I know that you guys have tons of options, and if you have been enjoying these podcasts, please, please head on over to iTunes and leave me a review letting me know how you are liking this podcast. I just want to hear from you. I want to know how you're liking it. I want to know if it's helping, and I want to hear your stories. So head on over there. Leave me a review. I'm going to check them out. It would be so helpful, and it will keep me inspired to keep making these podcasts so that I can help you. Also, if you aren't following me on social media, head on over to Instagram. You could find me at Dr. Yazdan and send me a message. I want to know what you're struggling with so that I can create content on it. Actually, all of the content I create on this podcast is really based off of messages I get from you guys. So if you are struggling with something, head on over there and let me know what you're struggling with and I will be happy to create content on it. I'm always looking for ways to help you and things to talk about for you guys. So let me know. Here's the thing, if you are not using videos on social media, whether it's Instagram TV, videos on your feed, stories on Instagram or Facebook or live video, you are missing out on a huge opportunity to market your business. I wanna ask you something. So do you follow anyone on social media that you feel like you know, that you feel like you're actually friends with? I'll tell you this, I follow this girl on social media. She's a sleep baby expert. Her and I are best friends. Seriously, we are best friends, except she has no idea who I am. (laughs) I'm serious though. She posts so many great videos on her stories, on her feed, and on her Instagram TV. Her Instagram name is Taking Care of Babies. I'm sharing this with you guys because if you are pregnant or you need help getting your baby to sleep, she's the person to follow and get content from. And I absorb so much of her content and she's been a tremendous help in teaching me how to get my baby to sleep through the night. So anyways, I feel like her and I are the best of friends because I'm always watching her on video every day when I jump on Instagram, when I'm done doing my work on there, like when I'm just wanting to consume information, she's like the first person that I go to. In fact, if I have a question about something, I will jump onto her page to see if she's already answered it in her content somewhere. And I really feel like I know who she is. I see her personality through her videos. She's very comfortable. And when she's speaking, I feel as though I'm part of her conversation. I feel included and I feel like she's talking directly to me. That is the beauty of video. When people see you on video, they feel like they know you and then they begin to trust you more. And when they trust you, they buy from you. You want proof of that? I purchased her newborn program all about teaching your newborn how to sleep And I loved her videos, I loved her content, and I thought, you know what, the heck with it. I'm gonna spend the money and try this out and see if it works, and it did. But if I didn't see her on video so much, I probably would have hesitated before buying her course. 
I bought her program because I felt like I knew her. I knew that she was behind the program. I liked the content that she shared. And if it was her program, then I wanted to buy it. This is how your audience will feel about you if you get on video. They will feel so much more connected to you, especially when it comes to Instagram stories. I was thinking about this the other day that I know I talk about Instagram stories and I even did a podcast on it talking about how they're tiny little commercials for your business. But you know what? What I've realized is after surveying many, many people on Instagram, I think over a thousand people I surveyed on Instagram, most people look at stories first. So the people that are following you will look at your story first. And that is one of the best ways to get your audience to engage with you on a deeper level. So yeah, your feed is really curated and it's really pretty and people like your content and it lives on there forever. But you know what? Your stories are real and people want the authenticity. So you've got to get on video. Plus, Social media platforms really push for video. You know this if you're in my Grow With The Grand program. You have everything you need to get through everything I just mentioned. But I know that as a healthcare professional, it's really tough to get in front of the camera because most of us are behind the scenes type of people. So when we want to be on camera, for some reason, it's really hard for us and we feel awkward and we don't like the way we look or the way we sound. I mean, I hate the way I sound on video. And then we wish we would have said things differently. And if you're like me, then you have probably gotten footage back before that you can't even bear to watch because it's so cringeworthy and you can't stand hearing or seeing yourself on camera. That's totally normal. And as I'm talking about this, I'm literally cringing because I'm envisioning those videos that I'm talking about where I've hired a videographer and spent hours creating content and then they've sent me the edited version of it and I sit there and watch it and I'm like, oh my God, I look and sound terrible. I can never ever use this. So I just want you to know that that's a totally normal feeling, but the more video you do, the better you're going to get. I want to tell you a story. So I've been playing the piano since I was five years old. And by the time I was 16, I had already been playing for 11 years and I was really, really good. And I'm good now, but back then I was really good because I was playing consistently each day and I was playing really hard songs on my own. And so when my piano teacher asked me to play five songs in her recital that year, I said, sure, no problem. So four of those songs were songs that I had already known, like I'd already learned them before. And they're songs that I would play often and I could play them so well that I could probably play them probably perfectly with my eyes closed. The fifth song was one that I had recently learned, but I knew it pretty well. And a week before the recital, all of her students, including myself, we we all went to her house and each student one by one got up and played their song. And I had five songs to play. By the way, I'm not sure why she ever wanted me to play five songs in the recital, but I'm pretty sure it was like my last year that I ever played in a piano recital. I don't remember. But anyway, I played the first two songs perfectly. And then when I got up to play the third song, she said, oh, hold on, everyone. I'll be right back. So she runs upstairs. She brings down a video camera. She sets it up on this tripod right in front of me, looked at me and said, okay, play. You guys, this was a song that was so easy for me. This was one of those that I had known for years, and it was so, so easy for me to play. But I literally didn't even get the first note right. I hit the wrong key, and then it was like a domino effect for the rest of the song, which by the way, 
I didn't even get through. My hands were really sweaty. They were shaky. I felt so uncomfortable. And when I get super uncomfortable, I start laughing. So of course, I started laughing. Oh my God, it was so awful. And I was mortified. Even though I was laughing, I was totally mortified. And when I stopped playing, she said, what's wrong with you? How come you're playing all the wrong notes? What happened? And you guys, literally, it was the video camera. That darn thing made me so nervous. And it wasn't just me. Almost every student after me had a similar issue. So there's something about being on video that is so scary. Even if you know the video is not going anywhere. Even if you know that you can delete the video. I knew the video my piano teacher was taking wouldn't be used anywhere. In fact, I never even saw the footage. It's kind of like when you sit in your car and you're, you want to uh, video some stories and you get embarrassed when you're doing it and you say the wrong thing and it's like nobody even saw that. Like you can delete it and nobody will ever, ever see that. Not anyone else in the world ever saw or heard that video, just you and you can delete it. But there's just something so intimidating about being on camera. This seemed to happen to me up until probably about two years ago. Every time I was on video, I would panic. And now it's one thing when it comes to playing a song on the piano, but it's a whole other thing when it comes to talking on camera. So five years ago, when I really started using social media for my business, I thought that it would be a great idea to make some videos. And it was a great idea. So I hired a videographer, I made some scripts, and then I met him to record the videos. And you guys, I was so awkward. It took hours. This is kind of what I was talking about in the beginning of this podcast. It took hours to get through the smallest amount of content. You guys, I was making one minute videos. I think I made four or five of them and it took hours. I was sweating. I sounded like a robot. I even looked like a robot. It was awful. And when he sent me the footage, I cringed at how awful I sounded. I remember my husband was like looking at it with me and I was like, oh my gosh, please don't watch. And I exited the screen and he was like, no, the content is good. And I was like, it doesn't matter. Like I look like an idiot. The look on my face, it was like deer in headlights. It was so bad. And since then, I kind of realized that, you know what, I really need to be on video. And I started analyzing other people who spoke well on camera and seeing what made them so good. And I want to share a few of my findings with you because after I've studied people for a long time and implemented things that I've learned, I feel a lot more comfortable on camera. But the first thing I want to talk to you about is a mindset shift. You guys know I love mindset shifts. So I talked to my Grow With The Gram insiders about this, but basically your platform is for your audience. They want to know what you have to share. Truly, they do. So whatever info you have for them, they want it. They really don't care if your hair is out of place or if you don't look perfect. And in fact, they will love you even more if you just show up being you in the moment exactly as you are. Seriously, it makes you so relatable. So you have to remember that it's not about you. And that mindset shift really, really helped me being more comfortable on camera. It's not about how you look. It's not about how you sound. It's about the content you're putting out and how that could help your ideal patient. So keep that in mind. The other thing I noticed is that people who look great on camera are really comfortable. They don't look like they're reading a script. They don't sound rehearsed. They're just talking freely and they look super comfortable. Here's the thing. You know your stuff really well. I'm sure that during your consults, you're great. Or when you're talking about your products, your favorite products that you like to recommend or use, you are great. You sound natural. You don't sound like a robot. 
When a patient is asking you a question about treatment, you're able to answer it and be confident about your answer. You have to implement that behind video. One thing that has really helped me is to just stop caring what other people think and know that what I have to say is helpful. So when I think to myself, hey, I just want to share this info with my audience, I can get on a camera and just start talking. I can turn on Instagram Live or Facebook Live and just start talking. I take myself out of the picture, meaning I don't look at myself and think, oh gosh, I need a little bit more makeup or let me fix my lipstick. If I just got out of a three-hour procedure and my hair looks a little crazy, it is what it is. I show up and say what I have to say. And you know what? My potential patients and my actual patients, they love it. It's rare that anyone ever makes a comment like, oh, wow, your hair looks really crazy or, oh, geez, you could use some blush or whatever. Most people don't comment on my appearance. Most people are just happy to be getting the info. They may be thinking it in their heads, but I really don't care. I say most people because you will get comments once in a while that throw you off and you're probably going to be like, why is someone saying this to me? That's really rude. But that's not the norm. Most people are really excited to hear what you have to say. And people that are in your audience, they'd love you as you are. The other thing I want to mention is that the best way to get over your fear is to just do it. Because when you take action, it kills the fear. Seriously, if you just get on video and maybe maybe start with stories because you can record them in the privacy of yourself and you could just delete them if you don't like them. But if you just get on video, eventually you start to get used to it. And then you get used to the way you look, you get used to the way you sound. And then when people start responding to what you have to say, you'll be more excited about that and you're gonna care less about how you sound or what you look like and more excited to actually just deliver the content. So I've noticed that this fear of being on camera is so alive when I've been doing my Skype sessions with my Grow With The Gram insiders. So once in a while, I offer Skype sessions with my insiders and some of them have have expressed to me that they don't use video because they feel awkward about it and almost embarrassed. It's crazy because video is such a great way for your audience to connect to you. You can post photos all day long, but people love to watch video. They can just feel if you're right for them through your videos. They get a sense of who you are. And that's really important because the people you will be attracting are people that really want to be a part of your tribe. And like I mentioned earlier, social media platforms are really pushing for videos. So I encourage you to use video as much as you possibly can. I'm all about the lives. I'm all about the stories. I'm all about Instagram TV, the videos on your feed. They are very important. You're able to capture the attention of your audience differently with video, and you're able to go deeper with them when you use video. Now, it wasn't always easy for me. Seriously, it really wasn't. I mean, you heard my stories earlier, and those are just a few that I'm sharing of the many. But when I realized video was so important for social media, I forced myself to use stories. That's where I started. And then when live came out, Instagram live specifically, I jumped on the bandwagon really quick. I didn't use Facebook live too much in the beginning, but Instagram live, I did. In fact, for a year straight, I did live videos every single week on Instagram. And it wasn't easy at first. I didn't even know what to talk about at first. So guess what I did? I talked about my most commonly asked questions and little by little, it got easier for me. And then people started seeing that I was really consistent with it and people started expecting it. They started asking questions and it became so much more interactive and it was really fun. 
The first few times I went live, not many people were watching, but eventually people started showing up. So don't be surprised if you jump on live and you have like three people watching and one of them is your mom and the other one's your best friend. Eventually, as you're consistent with it, you're going to gain more of an audience. You won't have a huge audience at first, but your audience will grow. And that's a good thing because if you feel awkward on her first few lives, then no biggie. It was just your mom and your best friend that saw it, right? (laughs) Not too many people are seeing it. So just think of it as practice for you to get comfortable with it. And as you keep doing it, as you get more comfortable, more and more people are going to start showing up. When you're on camera, pretend like you're talking to a friend or a patient. Just be casual and don't worry about messing up. If you analyze those that are on TV all the time, they seem so comfortable and it's because they feel like they're talking to you and you feel like you're a part of their conversation. With your audience, you can do the same thing. Make them feel part of your conversation. If you're nervous to do lives, like if you just can't do them right now and you don't feel like you're ready for it, then start with stories because you can record them and if you hate them, You don't need to use them. I just want you to show up. I want you to get in the habit of being on video and I want you to make it part of your routine and I want it to be something that you don't even have to think about. Like it's just normal for you to just jump on video. When you take action, like I said earlier, the fear goes away and the doubt goes away. So be a doer, don't be a sayer. Oh my gosh, this makes me laugh because I say that to my husband all the time. I tell him that he's a sayer and I'm a doer because he's always saying he's going to do certain things. Like for example, he's always saying he's going to like take out the empty Amazon boxes, but it's not until they pile up in our garage that he gets rid of them or until I complain about them so much that he gets rid of them. And I'm the type of person where I say, if I say I'm going to do something, I just do it. So be a doer. By the way, if he's listening to this, he's going to get so mad that I'm sharing that with you guys, but literally you guys will have like 20 Amazon boxes piled up by our front door. And I'm like, when is he going to, and he'll, he knows I hate them. So he'll come to me and he'll be like, all right, don't worry. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to take these out. Don't worry. You know, it's just there. It's dark out now and it's cold. I don't want to go outside. I'm tired. So I'm going to take him out in the morning and then he doesn't do it. And once in a while I get really angry and I'll just open the front door and throw them on the driveway. So when he comes home, he sees them and he has to do it before he pulls into the garage. So yeah, that's just our little battle of the empty. boxes. And then I always have to remind him that I'm a doer and he's a sayer because he's always saying he's going to do things like that, but then it takes him forever to do them. Just kidding though. He's a great husband. He's so helpful, but I just had to say that because I thought it was funny. Moving on. I want you to remember to combat your fear with taking action. So get to recording those videos, start with stories if you're not comfortable, or if you're just, if you're like, you know what, I'm going to give it a go, then jump on live. You'll see how fun it is. And guess what? If you mess up, it's okay. It's not a big deal. You're human. It actually makes you more relatable and people will be more connected to you. So try it. If you have the guts, try just going live, do it for three minutes, see how it is. I bet you'll be on there longer than three minutes. Anyways. That is all I have for you today, my friend. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to dive even deeper into growing your business using social media, then make sure to join my masterclass. It is completely free and I will walk you through 
three secrets that will help you learn how to use social media to market your business. And you can sign up for that free masterclass by going to dryasin.com slash masterclass. I hope that I see you there. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss any episodes. And if you have any questions or any specifics that you want me to talk about, find me on Instagram and send me a message. I'd love to help create content on there for you. My handle is just at Dr. Yastin. So I guess I will either see you there or I will see you at my free masterclass. Again, that website is just dryazin.com slash masterclass, or maybe I'll see you on both. All right, my friends, have a beautiful day. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to The Social Dentist with Dr. Desiree Yazdan. Download your free Instagram guide for healthcare professionals at www.dryazdan.com forward slash Instagram guide. If you'd like to reach out to Dr. Yazdan, you can do so on Instagram at Dr. Yazdan. That's D-R-Y-A-Z-D-A-N. Till next time.